So if you had seen last week's bulletin, you could have seen that my name is Father Bernard Olszewski. I'm a Polish boy. And I am originally from New Jersey, but am now a priest in the Diocese of St. George's in Grenada, an island in the Western Caribbean. Except I live in Buffalo, New York. You know, because Buffalo, Caribbean, it's about the same, you know. Now, I live in Buffalo because it's from there that I travel every weekend to a different parish in order to preach on behalf of the poorest of the poor served by cross-Catholic outreach. And it is on their behalf that I'm here at St. John the Baptist this weekend. I'd like to thank Father Carlson very, very much for his kind invitation to allow us to be here yet once again. In Luke's Gospel today, we hear the very beginning in which Luke tells us that he has endeavored to give us a full and accurate account of the life of Jesus Christ. And after having heard all of the things dealing with the infancy of Jesus, he begins today with the public ministry of Jesus. Thirty years have elapsed. Jesus is now a man, and he begins his public ministry. And he goes to his hometown where people knew him. They've heard about him, but they don't really know who is this man who grew up here. And Jesus stands before them, finds that passage in Isaiah, and makes his proclamation. I have been anointed by God. And today, my ministry begins in earnest. Because God has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Proclaim liberty to captives. Recovery of sight to the blind. Let the oppressed go free. Today, Jesus declares that his ministry in this world is to transform the world back into the glory of the kingdom that God created it to be. For God indeed created a perfect world, a world of harmony and justice, freedom, love, and equality. But we were part of that world. And because of it, and we thought we knew better than God, sin entered the world and that unity was fractured. And so God sent priests and prophets like Nehemiah and Ezra to give us the law by which we were to follow. But it seemed so oppressive. The people wept at hearing that. And yet what Ezra says is no, no rejoice because your God loves you so much that he wants to tell you how to live. Because as Paul tells us in the second reading, we are the body of Christ in this world. We are the living reality of God 
And Jesus tells us in his ministry that all of those laws that the people of Israel heard can be reduced to two. Love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law, all of the prophets are summed up in those two commandments. And how do we know that we are living those two commandments? We judge our actions in the second to gauge our truth in the first. Because we too are anointed through the grace of our baptism and entrance into the life of Jesus who lives within us, we are called to be the anointed of the Lord, transforming this world. Because as Paul says, if one member suffers, we all suffer. And when one member is glorified, we are all glorified. And today Jesus asks us to recommit ourselves to be the anointed, to lift up all of those who suffer, to bring light into the world through our actions, and to transform the world into God's kingdom until we can walk hand in hand, one family, joined together into the glory of the kingdom. Cross Catholic Outreach was founded to be an agent of change to help bring the kingdom of God into the world in which we live. We can't cure world poverty. Jesus told us, the poor you will always have with you. But never did I hear Jesus say, oh, well, that's okay. He reached out to the widow, the orphan, the blind, the lame, the leper, the public sinner. Everyone pushed off to the sides and told, you don't count, you're not worth it. Because Jesus embraced them in his love, he changed their lives, and that's what you and I must do for our sisters and brothers in the world. Cross Catholic begins with a very simple idea. If you want to know what the poor need, ask them. Then look for ways to meet those needs. We don't invent programs or create pro projects. We're in long-term partnerships with bishops and priests, religious and laity, missionaries in the world who are doing great things, but they need the help of people like you and me to make that work possible, hopefully taking it to the next level where we can actually break the cycle of poverty that has kept people enslaved for generation after generation for no other reason except they happen to have been born there. Our work began in the Caribbean, places like Haiti, Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, and Grenada. We're in Central and South America, in Guatemala, Nicaragua, Honduras, Belize, Guyana, Mexico, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, El Salvador, in Asia, the Philippines, Vietnam, China, Afghanistan, Africa, from Ethiopia and Kenya down to Zambia, Mozambique, and Malawi. 33 countries across the globe. In those countries, we help sponsor 299 different projects that run the entire gamut of human need. Hospitals, clinics, medical distribution centers, building schools and scholarships so children can go to school orphanages, homes for the aged, homes for children with special needs, microloans for families to begin businesses, 
and agricultural projects. Whole villages can increase the yield of the land. Vocational trade centers, so young men and women can learn a skill, get a job, break the cycle. And as good as all of that is, in reality, we need to start with three fundamental human needs, things you and I generally take for granted. Adequate food, clean drinking water, safe, secure shelter. Because without those, not much else gets done. Think for a moment if when you woke up this morning, the very first thing you had to do was take a 20-gallon pail, walk several miles to a river, scoop out that polluted water of the river, carry it back on your head, because that's the water for your family to drink and cook with today. That's the life of many of the poor. So we dig wells. And then with villagers, we lay pipes to bring fresh water to places that have never had it. Suddenly, lives are transformed. Hygiene goes up, disease goes down. Life is never the same. That is the glory of God's kingdom, one well at a time. We build houses because there are people in this world who live in conditions that even if I showed you, you wouldn't believe it. We would never put our pets there. We build a simple three-room cinder block home on a concrete slab with a tin roof. What that means is that a family does not have to worry that every time it rains, they will be standing ankle-deep in mud inside their house. It's not a house that we would like. But for the families who live there, it is a dream come true. Because now they can live in safety and security with a peace of mind of a front door with a key they can lock. That is the glory of God's kingdom, one house at a time. The one thing, though, we all need is food. And so we help to feed people. In the world in which we live in 2022, 45% of all of the children in this universe who die from the age of five and under die because of malnutrition. And the children who are malnourished and live suffer the effects the rest of their lives. So we partner with someone you know, Feed My Starving Children. And they prepare the packets of food, as you know. But they can't get it to the people who need it the most, and we can, through our network of partners. So every time we send a 40-foot shipping container of Vita food to a country, we are able to feed 282,000 people a meal. In Central America, it costs about $10,000 to ship. So for $10,000, we can feed almost 300,000 people. That is loaves and fishes. Last year, we fed over 25 million people. But as we did, I know for a fact, millions still did not have enough. I know that in the world today, parents are making a choice having to choose which of the children can eat today because they don't have food for everyone. 
No parent should ever have to make that choice. Mothers in Haiti are starting their day making what they call good, good bread. Only it's not good, and it's certainly not bread. They scrape up dirt, mix it with a little bit of shortening, a few sprinkles of salt, and then it's baked in the sun. When a child cries out in the pangs of hunger and a mother has nothing, dried mud cakes are dinner because at least it is something in the stomach. Eight years ago, the village of Zacapa in Guatemala, a young lady was brought to Sister Vitalina at the Hope for Life Center. She's the fifth of seven children. Mother's deceased, father a subsistence farmer. He does his best. But when his daughter Maritza was brought to sister at the age of 14, she weighed exactly 19 pounds. Her six brothers had to eat first because they had to work the farm. Through the grace of God, the love of sister and the care she's provided these last eight years, I am happy to say that in her way, Maritza is thriving. And that is the glory of God's kingdom one child at a time. I beg to differ with Paul in his second reading today where he says we're not all prophets. Yes, we are. We are all prophets because we are baptized into the life of Jesus. Priest, prophet, king. We are the prophets of the gospel. Some are prophets called to give by going. And those are missionaries. But most of us, we're called to go by giving. Thoughts, prayers, and resources to change the world into God's kingdom. Today, there is no collection for cross-Catholic outreach. But I do ask your help. At the ends of the pews where you're seated, you will see that there are a number of brochures. And what I'm asking is you share those so that each household might be able to take one home today. I ask of you three things. First, read it. Because it simply reminds you of who we are, where we are, what we do. But it explains how we can work miracles. Because we work collaboratively and directly. And because almost 95% of all of our resources go directly to the poor, we work miracles. $35 will feed 233 children. $75 is life-saving medicine for a child like Maritza. $250, that's a family beginning a business raising chickens. $500, you purchased a pump to deliver fresh water. And for $2,500, we can begin building one of those homes so a family can live in safety. Please read it. Second, I ask prayer. Please don't pray for the poor. I ask you please to pray with the poor. Because they who have nothing trust in God completely. If we could learn to pray as they do, we could change the world. Join your prayers with the poor that poverty be addressed. Lastly, can you be part of the solution offered by Cross Catholic through a donation. And to do it's rather simple because 
the top half of the brochure tears off. The bottom half is your mailer. In it, you place a check made out to Cross Catholic. You could also use credit or debit card, PayPal. Call the 800 number. Go to our website, crosscatholic.org slash outreach. Or, in the age of technology, go to your phone. Text the word blessings, B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G-S, to the number 474747. Takes you to a landing page. Make your donation right on your phone. No matter how, always include your intentions, because in the office, we pray for those intentions every week. Seal it, drop it in the mail, miracles happen. If you're thinking, ah, I should do something, but you're afraid the brochure will get lost, please don't fear. I will be right by the baptismal font at the end of Mass. I'd be happy to take it from you. Put those together, send it off tomorrow. I stand before you as a beggar, not for me, for the poorest of the poor whose faces you don't see and voices you don't hear. Because I know at the end of time, there's a very simple test. Jesus will ask, when I was hungry, did you feed me? Thirsty, did you give me clean water? When I needed training or medicine, education, a house, did you help me? And if we can say, yes, Lord, I did that for the least of my sisters and brothers. I did that for you. Jesus will say, my friend, come into the glory of heaven forever. On behalf of the poorest of the poor, whose privilege it is for me to be their voice for you today. Thank you.